the suspense. Finally, we get to figure out how they resolved being recruited to rough up Portia's uncle. It feels like it's been ages, almost a month at least. It was yesterday, Dia. I think you're just excited to help. She may be chaotic good, but she always emphasizes the good. Oh, come on. You know that y'all are hungry for adventure as much as you are for the food. Both is good. Let's get to the food, though. Okay, we're going to have breaded chicken. Looks like you fried some chicken. Q said that it was in the air fryer again, so kind of like frying, but without the oil. Mmm. Still, it is crispy. I will allow it. I think Q is in charge on what is allowed for this. I meant I will allow it to be consumed by me. No matter how long you are on this plane of existence, you're going to assume you're more noble than any of the nobles here, aren't you? I like what I like, and I want to make that very clear. Anyways, so this prep takes some space and an assembly line of sorts. But once you get started, it's done pretty quickly. When you're prepping with raw chicken, make sure that you wash your hands properly before and after. But you should not wash the chicken. Why don't you wash the chicken? Good question. You can look it up more in detail with the food and poisoning scroll by the CDC, but it actually spreads more germs and can make you sick, even though you're trying to clean it. They go into more detail in the scroll. No one has time to get sick while adventuring. Exactly. So cut the chicken into the sizes that you like. I'm using chicken breasts. And you can see that we have the smaller pieces if you just want a quick meal, or you can have the longer slices for chicken parmesan. I like these smaller ones. Reminds me of golden nuggets. Less useful, but more tasty. You tasted a golden nugget? You play a pure golden fiddle as hard as I do, it gets on your hands. You can't do that every night. That's why I'm not a bard. Also, have you never had leaf gold on your food? You wonder about my nobility. That's not what I... whatever. How do you get the bread in it, Dia? Okay, now for the assembly line part. We have three bowls. The first is flour. I like to put some herbs and a kick of paprika in the flour. The second bowl is a bowl of whisked eggs. And the last is a mix of breadcrumbs and panko. You take the pieces of chicken and in each step, you make sure that they are covered completely and evenly. And also, make sure that you don't have any excess of whatever mixture left on it. Cover it in flour, dip it into the eggs, then put it in the breadcrumbs and panko mix. Once you have enough to fill the pan of the air fryer, stick it in for 370 degrees for about 10 minutes. Check that the internal temperature is 165 degrees. How am I supposed to know how hot it is on the inside? I mean, for me, it's a cantrip, but you can use a thermometer. You mentioned making the long pieces into chicken parm. It's a family favorite. I know, that's why I made sure to prepare it. So once you cook the chicken, you add some pasta sauce and some cheese on top. You can either do just Parmesan cheese or a mix of parm and mozzarella. Stick it back in and just make sure that the cheese is all melty and you're good to go. Nice. Well. Food's good and done. I'm ready to see where they are. 
The bells ring out across the city as the sun slowly sets over Haven Range. The Temple Phoenix circles high in the sky above the great temple of St. Icarianus as the general populace stream down its rose marble steps and back into the city proper. Amongst the gleam of marble and gold, Portia, Brennan, and Varus congregate in the vestibule trying to decide where to discuss their plans. Brennan, that was a lovely service for the Dusk Mother, and the timing was perfect getting to walk out and to see such a lovely sunset, or we would have been able to if we hadn't had so many blessings to watch you do. Not that I'm complaining. Strong building with very good beams. So anyways, Brennan, about this business that you wanted to talk to us about? We need to find a more private area to discuss. Food. We need to find a place to eat. I'm parched. I'm starving. You wouldn't be if you would have had some of that alligator. Do not even joke. It's not that I wouldn't eat alligator, but I would never eat something that was literally swimming in the sewers before it was killed. Nonsense. It's as fresh as it gets. Alligator in its natural habitat. The bickering can wait. As can our reminiscing. We need to find a more private place. I'm staying here at the temple. Um, We have some private rooms with tables, if that would suffice. I will just have to go check with the local hierarch to see if we can use them. Well, it smells like someone is already cooking nearby. Maybe we can join them and find a private place after. That gator is barely holding me over at this point. Ferris! Mm-hmm. Quit leaning on my bag. Oh, uh, you aren't. Is there... Did you put something in it? No. Why is it warm? Isn't that the cornucopia you found in the sewer? Yes, and it has food in it. Problem solved. We found that in the sewers. Portia, you refused to eat the alligator. Don't tell me you're fine with eating mysterious food from that. I mean, I see nothing wrong with it. I washed it thoroughly with the most modern practices of the Sanitation Guild of Surin Normal People. The Sanitation Guild of Normal People? Why would normal people need a sanitation guild? Right, and I've never read about it. I've heard of a guild for the noble classes, but... Yes, yes, of course. It's completely normal and common for the people of Sura, like me. I'm sure you haven't heard of it. So routine and normal, hardly worth mentioning, other than the fact that this cornucopia is cleaned thoroughly. Regardless, I didn't pack or summon this food. I I wonder where it came from. Don't ask questions. It smells good and we're all hungry. Well, yes. Hold now. I could do a quick spell to discern its contents. Well, it looks clean. It's not poisoned, anyway. I suppose we can call it a blessing from our maiden Zolpak. Uh, we can take this to a private dining chamber. Let me just go and find the high rock, if you'll pardon me. Hurry back, Brennan. The chicken. The small bites look good. Not sure what that is. It's chicken parmesan. It's my favorite. All right, Cornucopia, you have me convinced. You are a blessing from someone. Parmesan? It's a fine cheese made in one of the Surin provinces. It's a delicacy there. Normal people eat delicacies in Surin? Oh, um, no, of... Well, I mean, yes, uh, even normal people like fine cheeses in Surin. The Hierarch said we can use this room over here. Uh, Follow me, quickly. Oh, Brennan, you have impeccable timing. 
The party settles into the small, private dining chamber. Once settled, Brennan blesses the meal, and Portia passes out the breaded chicken bites and chicken parmesan on the table for them to share. Um, great. Uh, let's get started. Just let me lock this latch over here for some privacy. Honestly, I'm just so relieved that everything was sorted out for Uncle Iggy and his friends. It's just horrid and downright appalling to think an organized crime boss would be in a city like this, let alone being using their muscle to mess with the owners of the city. This would never stand in Sarah. Varus leans in close towards Brennan. Is she that idealistic, or is she just not cutting out that much? Well... She is right that it shouldn't be happening, but perhaps a bit naive to think Sir doesn't have organized crime. What else do you call the Senate? And to think, your government friend Vitterici sent us there. Now, Portia, I imagine the ills of this city are hardly his fault. The good King Andarian sits on the throne and there is still crime. It is clearly happening under their noses. Besides, Vitterici said we were confirming his fears. They must be trying to get a handle on this situation. He promised that no ill will will be inflicted on the citizens of Haven Range, and I trust Vetterici as a follower of the Dusk Mother and as a friend. He is better suited for the politics of the capital than me, but he is a virtuous asset to the Summerbrows, able to walk the line without corrupting himself. Brennan doesn't want to blindly trust someone, so I'd say his judgment on Vetterici's character is sound. Well. I'm still glad that we were able to check on at least one of the poor dears that was standing up to Garrick with Uncle. That baker sure seemed worried, though. But I think between warning Vetterici and having them talk to the order guards for protection, they should be fine. Or at least I hope so. That bakery should be protected for those lemon tarts alone. Yes, those samples were delicious, and the order guard of Etheroc are some of the best peacekeepers around. They are sworn to maintain just order. They would sooner die than let harm come to those being extorted. Plus, they are trained from the age of six in the art of combat, warfare, and diplomacy. Although, the diplomacy generally is more just a threat for the first two. From the age of six? That's so young. It makes them better warriors than most. Can't deny the efficiency. And again, I have to remind you, those were not samples. I paid for them after you two ran off. Well, it all worked out. I appreciate you for covering us. And the baker did make it seem like they were free samples. And rest assured, the Dusk Mother appreciates those that feed her clergy. Consider it a small donation to the temple. Fine, fine. Just don't plan on dining and ditching on the regular. Don't have an everlasting supply of funds. It's a comfortable living for me, not for me and two beggars. Anyways, I'll admit, I was hesitant about going back to Garrick and taking another job. However, even I must admit that it was a good idea in terms of keeping his trust, especially since we didn't really complete the first task. Something about keeping enemies close comes to mind? Quite right. Cleaning out the sewers of cobbles is a different matter than bullying citizens. I am sworn to help all in need, but not if that help is a needless detriment to innocence. Portion. I'll be honest. Surprised how well you handled the smell, considering how grossed out you looked. Have you ever been on a battlefield? Or at least after battle is done, it is sad and disgusting at the end. Uh, I've never been on a battlefield in the beginning, either. 
that would have been my first non-training battle, but considering that you two were in war together, I'm honestly surprised how poorly Brennan took the smell. That's true. You never lost your stomach like that at the Battle of Hammer Hill. Some of us prefer to keep our past in well the past, although I have found myself in some truly unfortunate circumstances in the past. It doesn't make me immune. Raw sewage can prove difficult no matter how many times you face it. Plus, it was by the docks, and the refuse of the entire capital ends up there. Fishmongers, bathhouses, butchers, and outhouses. Not the least of all the refuse of the slums, the waste of manufacturing district. Okay, okay, enough. I think we get it. You're starting to make me feel sick. In hindsight, I never should have gone down there. It's okay. Sorry to steal the thunder for your first fight away from you, then. As a servant of Zorpak, I must make strides to make reconciliation with my enemies. If I can, I will avoid fighting. Portia shrugs, not bothered by the delay in fighting. No matter. But are you saying that hammer is just for show, then? I seem to remember you using on that necromancer at Hammer Hill. Well, I will fight when necessary, especially the undead and inherent evil. But even kobolds are forged by a theoroct in the Heaven's Forge and given the breath of life from Zorpak. Just because they are one of the monstrous races corrupted by Havilak in the Dawn War doesn't mean that the kobolds today are the servants of them today. One thing that must always be remembered. No terrestrial race or creature is inherently evil or good. We have our choices and minds to ensure that they know there is one in accordance with Our Lady's teachings. We let ourselves fall from the light, but there is redemption. I'm glad they chose to see that this time. They will help change society's minds on cobbles, and thus help cobbles change their minds about themselves. You make it all sound so noble, but it's like I was saying earlier. No race is good or bad. Divorce of their own merits. Not even an Asimar. Either way, it's for the best. I would have never imagined epic songs about the sewer strife of Haven Range. Well, maybe it's the persuasion at Plumbing Pass, or Brennan's bullying banishment. <laughs> I merely offered them a chance to join the Twilight Guard in the service of the Dusk Mother, not meet their end at the hands of a crime syndicate. So persuasion, yes. Banishment, no. I was saving lives on both sides. You certainly didn't use pacifism in those trenches. The alligator would have killed me if I hadn't taken action. Plus, it couldn't be relocated. Alligators would travel miles to return to their homes. Leaving it was just allowing someone else to die. You grappled it and continued walking to address the cobalt leader without breaking eye contact. It was join the dusk mother or join the gator. I'd be a monk too. Plus, you took care of the thing again without breaking eye contact with that leader. Power play, knife drop, literally, into sewer water when you tried to skin the gator. Honestly, that was because I didn't think I could have kept holding it the entire time we needed to talk. It was hardly a powerful play and more of a practical solution. Let's move on from that. I'm getting uncomfortable. I was merely doing my duty and no more. Portia and Vares do not move on. They nod and clap in approval while Brennan uneasily takes their compliments expressly against his wishes. Okay, fine. Enough with alligator wrestling. At least there was some clean areas to set up a small camp as we wait for them to clear out to your monastery. Yes, 
and I wouldn't have found this cornucopia otherwise. So glad that we went to the bathhouse afterwards to assure that we were clean. I don't think I could have stood another minute feeling like that any longer. Glad we went after visiting Garrick, though. I mean, he needed to know that we had been doing in the sewers. Ah, yes, well, he didn't request proof on how we cleared out the sewer, but the smell did help, didn't it? Lest he think we didn't do our duty, I'm glad to be out from under his slimy thumb. It was also great that the bathhouses had more private areas, since Brennan is so shy. I mean, the public parts still had some modesty and were covered. Yes, well, it was a shared bathhouse, and as a man of the cloth, I couldn't allow myself the impropriety. Thankfully, Portia was too occupied so I could have time to write this into my spell book. Varus tosses the spell scroll to Portia. Here, practice your reading. I can help you if you need. I told you both that I can read. Portia mutters under her breath. In three languages, no doubt. Then regains her composure. Well, it was an absolute pleasure to meet Jazz. She was a delight. Brennan shows visual displeasure by Portia's use of an informal nickname. Portia, it's Princess Jezreel Summerbrow, Flower of Haven Range, Paragon of Virtue, devoted servant of Zorpok, Chosen Maiden of the Phoenix Goddess, Light of Humility, Dewdrop of the Dawn Mother, the Rose of Chastity, the Golden Lady, and the Heiress to the Throne. She is the most virtuous, lovely, humble, kind-hearted, beautiful. Okay, we get it. You have a crush on her. I would never. I am entirely below Our Lady's station. To presume I would even entertain the thought is not just an affront to my honor, but to later Jezreel's dignity. Yes, I'm below her too. I should have never given her that nickname, because as a commoner, I'm beneath her station. A commoner. Totally normal commoner. Right. Wait, well... If Jazz, I mean, Princess Jezreel in titles and virtues and such, is so, well, virtuous, why was she in the bathhouses? And also, come to think of it, all those girls were also flirting on you today. Were you just ignoring them? Or is your order celibate? Not to pry. Well, you were very much prying. But, <sighs> no offense is taken. As for the princess... She was clothed and under heavy guard. The right response, the proper response, was for the other patrons to leave as the princess bathed, although some ignored that basic custom. As for me, relationships are not expressly forbidden in my order. Zorpak is also the goddess of birth and fertility. The only teachings are for fidelity and freely given love. However, I tend to take my personal vows more stringently than most. I view Zorpak as my first love. She gave me a fresh start in life, and I would have nothing deter me from my mission to serve her. As such, I place limits on myself for the sake of my mission. If I ever were to deviate from my personal interpretation of my vows, it could likely threaten my ability to carry out her mission for me. So... You wouldn't even date a gal like Jazz? I mean, the Summerbrow Princess. I know because of, like, stations, but someone just as virtuous? <sighs> Perhaps someone as virtuous and within my station, be it Zorpok's will. I would still likely need divine intervention to change my ideas on the subject. 
As it stands, Zorpak is my only woman, and she more than satisfies my heart. But enough about me, please. Plus, she's engaged to that Asmar fellow, right? I don't know. From what she was saying, I didn't seem to get a good vibe about him. She doesn't even know him. And I mean, I know he has the wings and the angelic glow, but like you said, no one's inherently good or evil. We all make our own decisions, right? I'm sure Asimars can be bad. You said they have personal angel guides? What if they ignore them? Then they end up like Adelard. Who? Lord Governor Adelard of the Seven Hills, betrothed of Princess Jezreel Summerbrow. Wait, what? How do you know? I mean, I know I got a bad feeling, but... We are previously acquainted. I grew up in a small village in the Seven Hills. He is vile, corrupted to the core. He is a profant of Hebelek, servant of darkness. He is also as charming as they come. His lies flow like honeyed wine at a wedding feast, equally as sweet and intoxicating. He's also an Asimar, the perceived chosen of the goddess, a fact he relies on to cover his iniquities. However, he has strayed far from his celestial roots. He has murdered, deceived, and clawed his way to power. Oh, what? How could she marry a guy like that? He is an Asimar noble, a prize for a devout family that knows no better. But if he's so bad, someone must be able to tell people he's evil. What if he's killed them all in convenient accidents and tied up every loose end? Is there nothing that can be done? Why would he want to marry someone so good if he's so evil anyway? If he marries her, we will likely see regicide, to be frank. He would see himself king, likely without the king and princess. He will keep them alive until he solidifies his rule, perhaps even as long enough to have an heir, although even that's unlikely once he has the throne. Is there no proof? We can't allow this. We have to tell Jazz. They won't believe us. He likely has the whole court wrapped around his finger by now. Plus, he has evidence that would prove my personal testimony invalid. Wait, what? What does he have on you? Yeah, I feel like we deserve to know. No. It's of little consequence. Suffice it to say that Zolpak gave me a fresh start. As far as I'm concerned, my life began in that temple. My past is dead and buried. For your sakes, leave it unexhumed. I think we need to know. Otherwise, Jazz is in danger. There's truly no way to prove these allegations? We leave it dead. That is final. But perhaps... Look, the entire reason I came here was to warn Vetterici. He is keeping an eye out and keeping things moving slowly with the courtship. As best he can. In return, I had to do a favor for Garrick and to find out that he is truly a criminal. Vetterici also gave me a clue of proof against Adelard. Proof so strong, my past will be of no consequence. It resides in a small town south of here, Glenhale. It's where Adelard's originally from. I ask you to travel south of me. Help me find this proof. Of course, I'm in. Seems pretty heavy, Brennan. I'm not sure. Look, we can stop through Meadowlarch on the way and see our old friend Giles. If you decide to go no further, you can stay with him. I could use you, old friend. 
Fine, I guess. I can travel at least to Middle Arch. We can reassess there. But I have to admit, the sketchy past has my interest peaked. Not necessarily in a good way. I understand. I appreciate the small courtesy of waiting to pass judgment. We should get rest while we can. We should leave a litter after midnight. We should leave in the cover of night and under the watchful gaze of the Dusk Mother. Please follow us on Instagram or Twitter at RDNDudes. If you would like to sponsor equipment upgrades, we have a Patreon at RDND. Thank you for listening. Farewell and dine well, dudes.